Welcome everyone again for an, another episode of the Chalking Fitness Podcast and I'm, I'm really kind of excited to be joined by Helen today. So I met Helen training at the Athlete Fund at Didcot. Um, Helen's since moved on to Pastures New but we stayed in touch and I'm gonna and hopefully you won't correct me if I'm wrong but uh, I see us as kind of kindred spirits in some sense you know we've got things that we we both feel strongly about and it's meant that we've uh we've kind of like stayed in touch we've dropped in at a box you know only one so far but there are many more on the list i think um yeah. and hence you know you're also yeah. on, on the call today to talk about a lot of things really but uh really great to have you on, on. so before we jump into kind of like all things kind of whether it be crossfit fitness um bbb old brave badass and we'll get into that i want you know like all good athletes we're going to warm up you know although i typically skip the warm-up but let's warm, let's warm up because i'm trying to make a good impression okay first question yeah. you know quick fire quick fire question um you really enjoy your fitness you're only allowed to have one piece of gym kit to use for the next year what is it and why a rowing machine a rowing machine because yeah because I think it's quite versatile and you can, so you can do really, really high intensity workouts, which gas your lungs out and like really give you the burn. And it's quite versatile for core as well. Because have you ever done those things where you slide the seat back and forth? Yeah. And you yeah. use like, it's almost like an ab wheel, but on the rower. And also like burpees over the um, rower or things like that. And I think... I know that's not a barbell. I feel like I should have said barbell because I could have kept my gains. But a row is just absolutely vile. It is gross. Yeah. And I think it's, um, it, I always think it does wonders for my like overall composition, not just cardio. Mm -hmm. That's my answer. Yeah. No, that's a good answer. And, you know, you say it's not a barbell, but I reckon you could do like thrusters with a rower. It would be asymmetric, but think of, you know, Think, think, think of the game. I was like, how much of the rubber can I pick up? <laughs> yeah. And it does come apart. Really you could kind of like, actually, if you take the rower apart and use the, the long bit, that's a little bit more like evenly balanced. So, yeah. Know. Yeah. Adversity breeds opportunity. Question two. We're getting warm. Um, let's, right. You are on a desert island or you're somewhere where you kind of are regimented in exactly what has to be done um and you get home what is your go-to meal on my desert island no on, after the desert island so you get home you know and and then what's your like what's the first thing you want to go and have to eat well i would be torn between fish and chips from home or probably a giant like oven roasted salmon with mediterranean veg oh yeah. Ooh, nice. Like no, it would be yeah, good choices. I think yeah. Oh, excellent. And and home for you is is South Wales, right? Yeah, Swansea. And there's a really good fish and chip. Well, in fact, there's several good fish and chip shops in Swansea. So you know, I could have three portions from three different chip shops and still be pretty satisfied. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. And the final one is you're getting in the car with a friend to drive to the gym. What is the song that you put on in the car to drive to the gym i would you know i would probably oh that's a toughie because like it's so mood dependent right but i think 
it doesn't matter what mood, where you are. For me, it would have to be Tay Tay, shake it off, like oh, every time. Yeah, windows, windows down, even if it's December, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It just you can't help but be uplifted. But I can't help but be uplifted by that song. Yeah. Oh. And I did see her live once. It was brilliant. Oh, so there we go. Three quick warm-up questions. Hopefully, feeling feeling more uh, more open, more loose. Not exhausted yeah. though. Yeah. So you're, you're ready to kind of like like hit hit the proper discussion. One thing I realised I did miss is where can if you are on the socials, where can people find you on the socials if if you want them to find you on the socials? That would be a good question. <laughs> I I would love them to. Um, so we have I have two accounts. My personal account um, it's at Helen Mellon, and we can add that spelling in the notes afterwards. But it's Helen H E L E N Mellon, which is M E L Y N, and that's yellow in Welsh and also what my mum calls me so that's working for me um and also bold brave badass and we can add that in the notes too that's my other account which we'll talk a little bit more about later okay now thanks for that right so let's before kind of getting in the specifics so you've already mentioned the royal air force you've we've both mentioned bold brave badass but let's start a little bit more with you what when when did kind of fitness health and fitness um, more specifically, I guess, CrossFit, but let's keep it broad initially of, of kind of when did that start to becoming important to you and, and something that you place kind of like integrally within your day-to-day -day life? So I think for me, it became something far more conscious, perhaps when I was around about 16. I, I've always been quite active, like in school, we were always encouraged to do loads of sports hockey, cross country, you know, athletics, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I really just enjoyed it. And we would always go out on the beach with the family and run around. So was, we were quite an active bunch. Um, but my hockey was progressing and I went to do some Welsh trials and I was just really unfit <laughs> compared to other girls. And I was like, God, I'm such a massive chunk. Ugh. And I felt frustrated and the coach was like, you know, work on your fitness, basically. And so it became far more conscious to me and I began running a little more and I would make up my own circuits or things like that. And I think that is where it became more of a thing. Um, and also when I was, uh, when I was 13, I joined the Air Cadets, which I absolutely loved it. Like my mum suggested and my cousin had been in the Air Cadets. And there's a really, really strong... Um, there's loads of opportunities in that organization to do sport. Like I would be away most weekends playing netball or hockey or whatever it was, you know, I even went skiing. And so from that, I really began to think about the air force as a career. And I knew that there was, um, I could be a physical education officer, given, given away all the secrets now, but I knew that job was available to me and it gave me far more like, um, energy to continue with doing fitness and exploring new avenues in fitness and so I think that was really in that 16 to 18 bracket where it became like fitness with sport became more of a routine for me before then it was just like oh yeah I play loads of sports and you know it wasn't really a conscious thing awesome so it, it was definitely uh recognizing that it 
it enables you to do other things more effectively, um, whether that be hockey or kind of preparing you for a career that you've got your, your kind of like mindset to at that point. Yeah. Um, and personally, I, I never like, I don't, I don't think it was conscious at, at that point. I just seemed to really enjoy it. I used to love going running because where I grew up, we were by the beach and that was just a nice place to go running. It was really hilly. So, I mean, I say hilly in comparison to people who perhaps live in Yorkshire and places like that, it, it's not, but there are quite a lot of hills in Swansea. And so I would just, and also I started, you know, working as a lifeguard. So I'd cycle to the pool, which was up a, you know, massive hill. And then I would work and, and I would do fitness, you know, over lunchtime because kind of everybody else did. And, um, and yeah, it, it really made me feel like that became part of a habit for me. And I enjoyed the fact that, you know, my body composition was changing as well. I'm not going to deny that. It was nice to feel fit and a lot more healthy as well, yeah. You were you were kind of doing your own circuits and things like that at 16 to 18. When did, um, when did you kind of continue to get more functional, say even kind of progressing towards CrossFit? Kind of did, do you remember when you first kind of, a lot of people like remember kind of their first CrossFit class or their first CrossFit box. Do you have that kind of like memory? Yeah, and I was thinking about it. Um, I, I talked to a lot of people about it. I'm not one of those CrossFit nerds that's just like, oh, I'm going to tell you all about CrossFit. Um, but, you know, when people want to talk about what I do, then I'm, I'm really enthusiastic about my experiences. And so the first time I, I truly had a go of it formally, I actually was deployed at the time. And... I was deployed in a coalition. So the American forces were leading the deployment really as the lead nation. And the American forces have a really lovely welfare package. There's often a fantastic gym set up and they're always very enthusiastic about running events, be it a half marathon or a 10K or, you know, a mini triathlon. This was in 2013-14. I had heard somehow on the grapevine about CrossFit and I had dabbled a little bit with like, um, functional movements in like hit circuits that I did myself and my staff I was already in the Air Force at this point were really we have such amazing physical trainers in the Air Force they're really really highly qualified and pro professional people and really imaginative when it comes to putting circuits together so I think we'd already had a little bit of a dabble but when I deployed there was this um, there was like a team comp coming up and I kept looking at it and looking at it and was like oh and some of the lads on the other side where I was working, I sort of mentioned it to them. And they were like, yeah, we'd love to do it. And I went along and we did like a massive scaled version as a team. The first, it was like this hugely scaled version of Murph. Not that I knew what that was at the time. And I just had a whale of a time. I, I was pretty fit. I'd been doing triathlon for a couple of years by that point. So my cardio was good. I did pull-ups for this mirth on like the thickest band you've ever seen and I just had a great time and that was probably my first exposure to proper CrossFit. So we've kind of charted a number of things so kind of getting into kind of building your fitness for hockey kind of doing your own circuits seeing it as like something quite exciting and I think a lot of people can kind of like resonate with that in that like you, you get into that environment you're not necessarily kind of they're going to be the best in the class but you see how much people are enjoying it and think i want to be part of that so what kind of um what kind of keeps it in the in the midst of your kind of like day-to-day -day routine um is it 
keeping fit for your because you've, you've mentioned you're in the, the air force and um is that what keeps it in the midst because you need to stay fit for your job is there or is there more to it than that oh i think it's way more for me than that i i love that the military encourages you to be active and i've had lots and lots of opportunities to do events and to take part in all all kinds of sports like last year i was learning to telemark ski which i'd wanted to do for years and then you know i could take part in triathlon or every kind of sport you can imagine is really pretty much available to us and obviously we have our annual fitness tests and whatnot but it varies across each job so it, it is something that is encouraged but also i've always kind of been that way inclined so you seek those opportunities out i guess um but for me now it is so it really i, I really like how you describe that like it was so enjoyable but Believe me, I had like the biggest of nerves going to my first real CrossFit box. So I had spent this time after that particular competition. I met um, an, an American there and he had been judging our competition. And he then and I, he were talking and, and he did lots of CrossFit coaching. And he said, oh, do you want me to coach you? And I was like, sure, I'd like that. And because he asked me, like, what do you squat? And I'm like, no idea. You know, one of those kind of questions. And uh, he really wanted to improve and he did a bit of a swap. I coached him in swimming and he coached me in CrossFit. And then I started to just enjoy what I could learn to do with my body and see those gains. So that I think is where it began in terms of me seeing, um, I saw so much more balance in my body. I was able to really understand, my core isn't really that, we're allowed to swear. I think we are. Yeah. Um, my core isn't, okay. <laughs> My core really isn't that good. I can't hold a, a strong body position in a squat. And I'm like wobbling all over the place with these various moves. So I really liked how it was showing me how I could be more balanced and complete as a physically fit person. Um, and I'd been doing a lot of triathlon and I'd, I'd suffered from all kinds of like foot and ankle issues, shin splints, all kinds of stuff. And, you know, it was sore to train that. And then actually CrossFit was giving me a more, a, a stronger body to do these other activities. So for me, it's not necessarily about being fit for my job. And that's the only reason I do it. Since doing CrossFit and really like embracing it as my only sport, I have found, I feel like the most um, comfortable in my body composition and in my body image I've really enjoyed the way that my physique has responded to the CrossFit method and the, the style of training. And I've really enjoyed how um, I can still run. Like, I'm not the racing snake I used to be. Not that I was, but, you know, I was smaller than I, I was, so I was quicker. But I can still do that, even after, like, repetitive Achilles problems or plantar fasciitis problems. Um and I'm just way more in tune with what is niggling, what I think is off. And that in itself really says to me, I've grasped, I've grasped fitness a bit more for me. And I really enjoy that enlightenment. Um, yeah. The, the other bit about CrossFit, which I think you and I have spoken about quite a bit, and like the kindred spirit point you made, I really love that you said that, because what crossfit has taught me god it sounds like such a nerdy thing to 
say, but I guess it's similar to people who maybe have taken up yoga or, you know, poetry or whatever it is your hobby has given you that enlightened moment. What I've enjoyed about learning, you know, about the CrossFit movement is that, you know, desire for improvement, desire for self um, discovery a little bit as well. And from a fitness wellness point of view, I just love that I can go, oh, wow, well, clearly I haven't been stretching my whatever muscle or oh, clearly I'm compensating, you know, this way in this movement because it's hurting or it's not quite as good as it could be. Or I've really felt a lot more balanced as an individual through this sport. But that could also be through maturity. You know, it could just be because I'm far more conscious of what it takes to be um, to take part in CrossFit, whereas I think before with other sports, I'd always ever had a base of cardio. I've always ever had a base of uh, skills because you learned them at school and I wasn't really conscious, you know, but through doing CrossFit and actively turning to that as a hobby and a sport, I've become a lot more in tune and there's a lot of resources. It's been blooming with all of the podcasts and the videos and the online coaching. It's a sport that launched on social media and so I think that it, what comes with that is a, a whole raft of educational material, which then I have just gone, ooh, that's really helpful. I really like that. So much of that resonated with me. Um, and, and I think it's that, you, you talked about there kind of like awareness, like, and whether that comes from just maturity, but in a sense, awareness is consciousness and you need to have some sort of kind of like benchmark or some sort of thoughts in the head to be aware. And, and that, comes from experience and it can just come from kind of like you know haphazard experience but equally you've just mentioned there that like crossfit is so open source so available on social media that it's it's there for you to soak up like a sponge and it will kind of like go exponentially like the more you want to know the more there is to know and and i, I really enjoy and that that element of being kind of like aware both of your physical mental kind of capabilities and and kind of competencies and it yeah i i you know all what you said just made a, a lot of sense to me so uh, you know i didn't see it as wrestling at all so you already mentioned that you actually first came across crossfit like when you were deployed and i know that you're deployed right now as well so uh, are we allowed to say that i don't know but uh, <laughs> so yes. Yes, but I also yes, know yes. that you have like you you have your own um, you have your own programming that you, you you're programmed by a coach for you. Um, you deployed during lockdown into lockdown onto I presume I presume like not your house because you're away somewhere. So um, you yeah. c can you tell I'm not in the forces here because I'm like what is this deployed? That's fine. Thing? But the main thing is, and actually I do know a few other people who, who are in the armed forces and they've said actually that, that how do you adapt to that situation for something that is so, so kind of pivotal and integral? Like, can you just simply take that with you or does it take some adjusting? Um, I, I will speak purely from my own experiences of this because um, so many different, so we call where we are we call it in theater so we're in a theater of operations that's the terminology so every different theater has different pressures different adjustments you'd need to make so i've been to a couple of different places but right now um i can only speak for being in lithuania um which is unusual because actually this is it's a very interesting one i think in the media um 
a lot of general public, and this is a generalized sweeping statement, so, and all of these are my own views, I'm not talking for the organization, I have to, I have to be very clear about that. Um, I think a lot of um, media was focused on Iraq and Afghanistan for a period of time because it was such an intense period of time for us as a, as a British population and for the armed forces. Um, I'm not saying, that's not to say that other countries have the same experience, but I'll speak from our point of view. Um, but here in Lithuania, obviously, like, this is, the this is a country you could come to. There's, there's no restrictions to come here apart from the COVID-related restrictions of now. And so for me, having deployed to other places, um, you know, in the world, such as the Middle East, coming here does have a little bit of a strange mental flip too, in terms of I'm on deployment, yet I'm in um, another European country. So that was interesting and has continued to be interesting whilst I've been here. And that's aside from the other um, sort of physical adaptations I might need to make um, when I'm deployed for my fitness. So it's, it's wonderful. Like, I've never been here before. Um, and in actual fact, many countries I've deployed to I haven't been to before. And it is strange, like, having to pack your bags and get ready to go. And you kind of know what's going to happen. You know it's going to feel a bit of an upheaval. You know that what I personally know, I'm going to have at least a week to actually four weeks of meltdowns and frustrations and my routine is all over the place even though I know that like I fully know that's going to happen it still affects me and so you know adjusting to change is um it's really it, it's a something that we have to be very conscious of and different people adapt it differently so for me I'd already spoken to my coach and um we knew it was going to happen we had been sort of trialing a few things when I was in lockdown before I came out here in the house and like jumping around, like doing stuff in my, in my house in a weighted vest or whatever random item I could find in my garden. So I knew that was coming. And so we, we did have lockdown here in our rooms for a while. And I was very surprised at myself at how motivated I felt when I was just in a, a room on my own all day. You know, and then I was looking at my program. My coach had written, I was like, right, today's this particular thing, or body weight and whatever. Um, and that actually wasn't as awful as I thought. Um, and I think maybe it was because in the UK we'd had to lock down and quarantine before as well. So it was a tiny bit of pre-adjustment. Um, but looking into sort of the main part of the deployment, we still had to adhere by you know strict covid rules we had to social distance we couldn't use gyms and we couldn't do um you know group sessions uh, outdoors we had to we weren't allowed to use equipment um so there were a few weeks where it still felt a little bit frustrating like you know you, you just want to get on an assault bike or you just want to get on a rower believe it or not but you know we were super fortunate because not only did lithuania manage their coronavirus situation incredibly um we also were very fortunate to have um, what we call a gym in a box and you may have seen these things other military people have taken pictures there's some on my um account as well and so it's just like an iso container packed full of things like barbells it's got a rig on the outside and it has a kettlebell set and you know things like that and we also deploy with a physical training instructor so we were able to use that as a resource if we wanted to, 
Um, he would offer advice. He had a little app that we could, you know, use and have some programming and tips. And there was a lot available to us. Um, I have to admit, though, despite all of that, adjusting still affected me quite a lot. Like I'd still have these waves of motivation and then dips, and I just didn't want to do what was available to me. And I was like, mm, and I just want to do this. And I did find myself beating myself up as I got all these amazing horses and I should be raring to go. But ultimately for me, coming away from home, having really not been able to see friends before I came, um, it was a bit weird. Like I didn't even know where to give my mum a hug before I left, just in case, you know. Um, and so there's a lot of a lot of things that I had processing in my head before I even arrived here. And that's very much a personal experience. Others um, could only, you know, account for their own experiences. Um, so I love I'm here. I'm very, very, very proud of being here. It's been a wonderful experience so far, but it's definitely not easy, you know, personally. No, no, thanks, thanks for sharing that. It's really insightful. I really liked that you mentioned that you knew that there'd be kind of two, three, four weeks of adjustment and to it you were you knew that there were going to be ups and downs within that period like you knew yourself and that you were prepared for that that didn't mean that it was going to be any it wasn't going to happen but it's almost that being like comfortable with the turmoil right that whether it's conscious or subconscious can yeah. help with the yeah. process so now that's 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 really interesting something i've i've kind of started to kind of process a little bit myself in the past in recognizing that sometimes you've got to go through that process right whether it's enjoyable yeah. or not, it's the process which is the kind of whether it be you know healing is too generic but it's actually like the body is has got to go through that and you have to just almost be more accepting of it because i've often fought um fought things in the past um for me it was around kind of, not to go into the detail but got around grief and actually, I've actually found actually that it's sometimes helpful just to kind of let that happen. And then because, uh, um, in fact, it was uh, I was listening to another podcast the other day. And it was like uh, it was Emily Dwyer talked about how emotions come and then they go and they flow through you. And actually, that can be part of the process. Oh, of course. And I really actually quite enjoy the words you've chosen. And um I've, I've, I've seen some of Emily Dwyer's stuff and she is very authentic in when she writes her posts and, and she's quite deep when she speaks, I think. And for me, even though, honestly, people who have been in the military, who've deployed before, now left, who, you know, I suppose you'd call them veterans, they have been like the biggest life hack. And I, I don't mean that in, 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 the, in the wrong way. I think it's so easy to say things like, oh, I know it's going to happen, just feel the feels and you know just it's going to be hard it's going to feel bad but like those are words that make a little bit of sense but for me the most valuable things that people have said to me become my mantras they become my go-to strategies to know that I can get through the feels so when when you know you said you let the feelings flow through you you know um I talk with a counselor regularly and my friends say things like you know you have to ride the wave and just sit with it. And one of my very good friends, and um, she's a she's a veteran of the Air Force and that runs her own um, business. She she said, you know, the, the sooner that you can sit and have that emotion, the sooner it's over and the less of it that's in there to come out. 
And I was like, oh, I don't want to sit here and feel sad. I don't want to do that. And I was fighting it just like you said. And then I was like, fuck it. I've got to just sit there and be sad for a bit. And as soon as I was sitting there being sad, the sooner I was less sad. And then the next time it came around, I was like, okay, it's coming. You know, get on with it. And then I was sad a lot less, you know, in terms of time. So, yeah, I think uh, coming out to places like this and having people who can be honest and to, who, who are very supportive, and this sounds like an obvious thing to say, right? But, you know, they would help me and say things like, Hells, don't worry if you don't want to work out today, just, just do a bit of yoga. Like, it's okay. And they would help me remember all of the things that are going on in my life right now that might well impact my desire to go and grizz it out in the gym. And I'd be like, oh, do you know what? That's today I really needed that. And I can't stress enough for me how important it is to have people who can help you have a bit of perspective in your endeavors and your situation. It's just been, in terms of keeping on track with training, that has been the biggest one for me to adjust to is like just talking through my feels, like talking through the emotions and how to, how to handle them even before getting to the gym. And um, you, you mentioned that like there's, there's in theater or deployed um, and there's often the public at large might be thinking Iraq, Afghanistan, you're in Lithuania. And so I, I following you on social media, I've seen that you've been fortunate to go to say CrossFit Villainous, right? If I'm saying that right, yeah. Villainous? So, Villainous. Yeah, it, it's, it's an opportunity in a sense to meet new people, to kind of go to new gyms potentially. And, and so there's, there is that element of um, kind of, not not same old but right you can kind of go and feel like oh this feels feels like somewhere i'm familiar with so. oh absolutely so true and your your previous episode with was it sam laroche sam. Yeah. so when i listened to that and uh, um you guys talked about the community there were a number of words that came up that resonated with me from a military mindset point of view and you know bonding through struggles um, that's that's pretty much key to how we bond in the military. You go through pretty crappy times or, you know, whatever it might be that isn't very comfortable, and then you come out the other side of it. And um, what you guys were saying it played on my mind a little bit. So being able to go to different CrossFit boxes, it's only been very recently um, because we have been observing, you know, the COVID rules. Um, fortunately, Lithuania, like I said, have been dealing with it so well. I've been able to drop into um, our local CrossFit box. And now I'm able to go to a gym and use the equipment. And it, it you know, it's interesting because it just does feel like a language you can speak, even though, honestly, by the way, Lithuanian is an incredible language. It is not easy to learn. And so, but everybody here is so talented. They speak English and it's so wonderful to be here. And they're very welcoming. And so being able to do the CrossFit speak, it's, um, yeah, I think that's, I don't think that's unusual in other sports because I thought about this. I'm like, you know, people who go park running every Saturday or people who will do triathlon or have their own little language. And it's, it is similar if you're going to go to a club, but the unique thing about CrossFit is the drop-in procedure. That's quite unique about the construct of CrossFit. Um, and so here people have been, really welcoming and everywhere I've deployed strangely enough they have thought on many an occasion how 
not just CrossFit, but we'll talk about that specifically for, for our conversation. It bridges a lot of gaps. And we, as a military, will use that functional fitness in our training in general. And a lot of our, I think a lot of the CrossFit community come from that military background and it, it helps vice versa. It's not solely what we do. And it, you know, CrossFit isn't solely driven by military training either, but there's a humongous crossover, of course, and inspiration for both. And I've been on deployments. We've had competitions here and there. And we have, if you can reach out to the local community, it's very much encouraged. And it's, I've always had positive experiences being received by the CrossFit community as a member of the military. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I really like how CrossFit can do that. And that doesn't mean to say other sports can't, but just from my experiences of doing, you know, functional fitness, it, it's, it causes a little bit of a bond automatically, which, which interestingly, like a number of my colleagues and I speak about this, what we tend to find, even though I've just, I'm probably going to contradict myself about the adjustment stuff, often as military people, again, big sweeping statement, we are a large population, we tend to fit in quite easily because we kind of have to. So what I really enjoy about the, the drop-in culture, like we went to CrossFit Sirencester, you know, we were very, very like, bah, 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 chat, chat, chat. And I find that very comforting because that's, that's very much like when you get posted to a new job or like here on this deployment, we've come from all parts of the Air Force and some Army personnel as well. We're, we're expeditionary in our nature, so we don't come knowing everybody. And so you kind of have to very quickly get to know people and start working effectively together because you have to deliver an operation. So what I've really enjoyed about CrossFit that I've experienced is you can just turn up and people are a little bit more open to just like bah, 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 chat, 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 and just get things going. So... That's something that is quite comforting for me from, from what we, what I feel we, we are like as a military body as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I, again, definitely resonate with that. And, uh, I think you know, it's, it's, it's nice and what, let's call it kind of like fitness in general or more like the community element of the fitness and that you get different kind of flavors of it, different interpretations of it. But I was just thinking when you were talking about that, Aaron, that like, let's think about something else similar in that cultures, countries around the world will always kind of congregate and socialize over food. And that it's something similar in that you could just like, you could sit down with anyone, whether you speak the same language or not and, and share food. I, I'd, I'd at least hope you could. And it will create like a common purpose in that moment. You're, you're eating, you're connecting. Um, and it's something similar with fitness, right? And you know, you're, you're in the gym, um, and, and typically the CrossFit box, but it can be non-CrossFit uh, facilities, also facilitate that kind of communication. Um, and, and so you end up with that kind of common purpose, commonality, and, and it creates a bond, which is just really nice. So, uh, what I was going to kind of get onto was talking about um, BBB or Bold Brave Badass, and, and feel free to keep talking what, on what we were, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk more about that. From what I know, there's going to be some definite linkage between that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, BBB is its a little idea that um, I had a couple of years ago. And, you know, a little while after that, um, a good friend of mine at the time, she and I spoke more about it and we kind of developed it and grew it. And so where we're at now, where I'm at now, is 
this brand, this little idea of mine is something I want to do to try and probably believe in myself a little bit. And it's maybe this is, you know, probably not the right pitch and I've been working on my pitch, but I'm just going to go with it. Um, BBB, those three words, bold, brave and badass really is for me about what does that look like for a person and it's unique to every single person and it's unique to every single day maybe even every minute of the day you don't know but it could be you know what could be a act of boldness for you in a day and what could be you brave could it just be walking into the gym because believe you me I definitely struggled walking into my first CrossFit gym because I didn't feel adequate I didn't I thought it'd be really scary people would judge me blah 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 um you know, also being a bit badass, like what makes you a little bit badass? So like for me, when I work out, I like to put power lippy on, I call it power lippy and I put some bright lipstick on and I think, you know, look good, feel good, do good. And that's the sort of premise and the feeling behind this little brand that I have in my head. And what I'd like to do is use that sentiment. It's prevalent across the CrossFit community and you're not saying it's exclusively for CrossFit but I think it lends itself well to the way that we like things to look or feel and we like you know strong words I find the community enjoys strong words it enjoys strong people obviously and so BBB is going to be um, an eco-friendly circular fashion brand and circular fashion means the t-shirts that we'll produce will be from recycled materials. So they're not what we call virgin fabric. They will be from offcuts or previously made items that have been mulched down and remade into yarn. So um, mixes of cotton and polyester, but all recycled material. And then they will just be nice items of clothing that you could, I mean, we CrossFitters don't really keep t-shirts on for that long. So uh, it'll be nice probably at the beginning of the workout and then when you put it on afterwards. <laughs> um, or you can, you know, wear it casually. I'll sometimes wear it with jeans or whatever. At the moment, um, the stash, the, the, the merchandise is just T-shirts at the moment because it's a very small idea. And I just want to see where it can go in terms of empowering people to feel BBB on an everyday basis because... I don't know, why not have an idea and go for it? And it might spark somebody else to feel a bit bold in the day and go, do you know what? I'm going to ask for that particular thing or I'm going to say this thing because I'm going to be bold today or I'm actually going to be brave and like do that extra three kilos, two kilos, one kilo on the bar, whatever it looks like. It, it could also be, I'm going to be brave and change my hair color. I'm going to be brave and leave my job. It's anything to everybody, but whatever that looks like for you on a daily basis is my is my feeling behind this little idea that I've had for a business. No, I really like that. And and you mentioned about like power lippy, you know, that you kind of you put that lip lipstick on, and it's like it's it's that initial intent, right? I'm going for this. I'm all in. And you can put you can do that with anything else. You might have your favorite pair of socks, or your favorite pair of trainers, or your favorite T-shirt that you know you just associate with kind of like that intent and it's just something that you anchor and and props you up and yeah it's not actually going to make you physically stronger but there's so much of it which is all about mindset as well 
Yeah, well, it could do because you never know. Uh, I mean, I had a bit of a moment last week. I was working with my coach, and I'm I'm quite open to admit, like my own self belief is something that I work on, and uh, the people around me who inspire me. This is so cheesy, you know those words inspire, but they're true. Um, my network people, such as you, asking me to take part in this podcast my friends who, you know, are sending me good vibes from back home and, you know, being enthusiastic about me trying something new and then saying, God, look at you, like, look at yourself. And I'm just like, uh, okay. And so I've decided to work harder on being BBB. Like, I need to do that for myself because I would love to see other people feel that way, um, be it through wearing a T-shirt or even just looking at cool pictures on our Instagram panel or eventually delving into a resources library um, that they can maybe discover a book or um, an article that would inspire them or make them feel listened to or heard you know that's where I want to take this um, I've got post-its all over my wall of you know reasons why I should believe in myself and how come I was brave today I've put these things up on my wall because I'm so fed up of having this negative narrative that I've created for reasons unbeknown to me. You know what it's like. And I'm like, yeah, I just want to be a badass and I'm just going to figure out how that's going to look. And in the meantime, I'm going to make a t-shirt too and I'll wear it and I'll feel awesome in it. <laughs> that's, that's it, you know? And I think that's, that's such, a, it, it's such an amazing kind of like approach to have. Like, because it's just kind of, just fanning fanning the energy kind of funneling the energy fanning the flames and just being like when you have those elements because we all have kind of ups and downs of when you're feeling kind of like motivated when you're not and it's like you know what i'm gonna almost bottle up this motivation and i'm gonna use it when i need it right so oh, that's that's epic so so people should kind of follow kind of at bold brave badass on instagram to kind of see as that evolves kind of over the kind of coming coming months Yes, please do. Um, and the thing that's the other side of it for me is about, um, so I will openly admit to loving going into Primark and buying stuff, right? I have done that. TK Maxx, Primark. And I get it. Obviously, I love that stuff. It's really fun to have a new outfit and all the rest of it. But I also am really conscious of, could I do something that would scratch that itch but wouldn't have such a humongous impact so i'm never going to be a primark i'm never going to be a h&m but could i provide crossfit boxes with an option to not have to reach fast fashion companies to get the stash thereafter so i'm hoping to partner with a couple of boxes and maybe you know if you if you're going to go to a team event for example and you want to buy a t-shirt and put your stuff on it you know bbb could provide you with that but it's recycled and it's recyclable. So you're not um, impacting the environment by buying, you know, six, seven, 10, 12, 24 tops or vests, sweatshirts that have just been made from um, virgin fabric. And I feel like I would like to try and be as responsible as possible and look for materials. The innovation is huge in this area for circular fashion and, there's so many wonderful companies using amazing science 
to recycle fishing nets that have been abandoned in the ocean or recycle um, other cotton t-shirts, for example, so they don't go to landfill. It reduces burden on water wasters. It reduces the burden on landfill. Actually, then companies are far more conscious of how they're paying workers and being um, more responsible in how they employ people in factories that produce these clothes. And that is a massive part of this as well for me is I would, I would love, like I was imagining it the other day, you know, like a big competition or something when we can do those events again, BBB can supply the t-shirts which are fully recycled and recyclable for the athletes to wear um, or to have, you know, and it's just one more step in a direction I feel the CrossFit community would be open to um, rather than conforming to a sort of fast fashion model, which is just unsustainable at the moment. And yeah, so that's the other vision really um and bringing people along with that like you said fanning flames your tribe attracts your, your vibe attracts your tribe you get that the wrong way around and if people are up for it and they like the vibe then i would love to learn from them because you being part of what i would consider my tribe opens up my perspectives on things it's nice to have that kindred spirit conversation and various other friends of mine that i just speak to and i'm like oh i love that that's so cool. Like you're a badass. And wait a minute, let me tell you about my friend as well, because they're into the same stuff and you guys should talk or meet. I, I, yeah. So that's really, that's the movement of the brand, um, as well as, you know, buying a cool t-shirt and feeling nice in it really, because we all like to feel nice and look nice and look good. Well, absolutely, and and um, I, I for one, I'm, I'm guilty. I've got bags full of kind of comp t-shirts and box t-shirts because I, I I love them, and yet the plan is to to hang them in 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 my garage. Um, so I'm not. I could e easily say like, well, I'm not throwing them away, so I'm not wasting them. But there's also the energy involved in kind of putting in the first place to create, as you as you say, that the virgin fabric, and and so there's all that kind of energy and chemicals used to kind of bleach it and then dye it and and so being able to kind of hit the first time round and do it right the first time round with with the kind of recycled materials whether it be fishing nets or something like that is like really really nice and I, I can definitely see many people would would be like you know what that just adds the cherry on top of I'm working hard I've trained hard I've got a t-shirt that says I did but also I know I've also done my little bit for the kind of like the environment and just society in general and if you, if we all know about marginal gains, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's little little bits often. So that's that's great. Oh no, so I'm really really excited. So yeah, I was going to say it's not just individuals that should be keeping an eye out for for BBB, Bold Brave Badass, but it's uh, um, also kind of comps and 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 like I say boxes to to when they're thinking about they want to create something. Is there more that they could be doing to make sure that you know they're 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 doing their bit for for the kind of circular economy? sure um yeah i have lots and lots of ideas maybe we'll come back to this in a couple of years who knows how we're going to get on um but really a lot of this has probably been driven from just again coming up to the point and and you said about the community like as well as crossfit you meet such phenomenal people who just believe in you so quickly and they're like yeah you can lift that or yeah why not or you know you've got this and people just believe in you and it's just an amazing feeling and I get that so much from friends of mine as well, who just view me in a way that I perhaps don't view myself. And 
BBB was drawn from wanting to empower people and have them feel that for themselves. And I think sometimes, I mean, obviously the military is a male-dominated career environment. That's not to say other organizations don't have the same, but I can only speak from my own experiences. And so just linking backwards to, um, you know, some of my friends who have since left and gone on to other endeavors very successfully, those people have just been such amazing lifelines and vibes during my career that I really wanted to bring that forward into a brand as well. So something that I'm working on sort of in the sidelines is how would we do maybe workshops? And I don't, I don't like the word empowerment, but it really is that. It's like giving you the confidence to do you, you know, whatever that looks like on a daily basis. And it's, it's not about I was, you know, a full-time mom and I had a full-time job and I got a gold medal. And I don't mean to belittle that as, a, as an achievement. It probably sounds really trite and awful. But I mean to say that sometimes everyday challenges of walking through the door at the gym or walking through the door at the office or wherever it might be I think those are just as bold and just as brave and you're a bit of a badass for doing it on an everyday basis you don't have to be you know given an MBE to be celebrated so there's another part as well that I would like to develop in terms of workshops or uh, events eventually oh but it's good to have that like on a post-it on the notice board, right? You know, because it's like, there's one thing, it it won't happen if you don't kind of write it down or if you don't kind of say, that's the thing to strive for. So, so no, no, thank you very much for sharing all that. And it's, it's super exciting. Um, and yeah, kind of look forward to, uh, to kind of seeing what more comes from, from Bold Brave Badass in, in the future. So really, thanks very much for, for talking today. And uh, I really hope the rest of your your time in theatre goes well. Thank you. And yeah, we appreciate you guys.